Most people don't actually have two by two set up on their planter, but uh, we talk a lot about being forward thinking, being progressive minded and, and being more efficient with your inputs and how you can do that through a two by two system. And then along comes a guy named Johnny Varel. Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where we cut your learning curve with insights you can apply immediately to your farming operation. This episode is presented by Loveland Products. When it comes to crop inputs, you need products that are field proven to deliver both results and value. For more than 50 years, Loveland Products has been providing farmers with high performance, value driven product solutions designed to maximize productivity on every acre. Visit lovelandproducts.com to see how their innovative products can help you farm more profitably. And now, here's your host. Damian Mason. Well, hey there. Thanks for joining us for Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. Got a great topic for you today. We're talking about taking the two by two out. What? You know, we're not talking about lumber. We're talking about two by two, which is something I didn't even know what it was until I started working with the guys from Extreme Ag a couple of years ago. We're talking about inputs at time of planting that is applied in the back of the planter two inches away from the row and two inches deep. Johnny is a Murray State racer. I've got the coffee cup here on my desk. In case you're watching the video, you see it. If you're listening to this on audio, I'm holding up a Murray State racer's cup, which I keep around just for my buddy Johnny. So here's the deal. He's a he's a Tennessee farmer. He's an affiliate with Extreme Ag, and he's a pretty sharp dude. He's a business guy, and he said to me when we were talking about this, says, oh, by the way, I took the two-by-two two setup off my planner this year. I said, oh. That's interesting, considering that I learned what this is. We talked about how it's a great way to do stuff. You can put out a lot of different products because we're putting out a lot of stuff at time of planting. And then Johnny Burrell says, yeah, I took it off my planters. I said, well, I think that's a topic we better cover because here are, most people are probably thinking if they don't have it, they need it. And he's going to say, no, maybe you don't. Why did you take the two-by-two two set off off your planter? Well, I guess in 2019, we put it on the planter and we, we've experimented, experimented with all kinds of products. And the, uh, the products weren't the issue. The, the equipment we were using for, I would say, the soil type that we have on our farm might be the biggest issue. Like uh, we're, we're pretty much strictly no-till uh, type of tiller system. So pulling a two-by-two two system, if it's not a rolling blade or anything like that, it can cause some issues. And we were using a particular brand that had knives that kind of stuck down. They were sticking down an inch and a half, two inches, whatever we could do. And then we were running 24 row planters. So 24 row planters would turn into 48 knives sticking down. So you were pulling a lot of resistance going through the ground. So we were having a hard time pulling them and just seemed like we were having to make our tractors or get bigger and bigger tractors to pull the same planter. And then just the biggest thing that was kind of like what was making it real hard on us is the longevity of the knives. You know, one year it seemed like we went all year, didn't have any issues. Then like last year we made it 1,500 acres and our knives were wore completely out. And they're not hard to change out. They take a little bit of time, but they're pretty expensive. Uh -huh. So for us, we're trying to figure out it. We're probably going to go back to a different two-by-two two system, but the closing wheels we have kind of limit the top two by two system we have, uh, there's one that kind of looks like a horseshoe that Temple sent me that's real basic and simple. That's probably what we're going to go to, but the closing wheels I have today don't allow me to use that, that uh, system that he has. And so we're going to go back to a dribble. We're going to start dribbling on top of the ground versus knifing it or uh, putting it in the ground itself. Okay. So what's, you said a lot of stuff and I wrote down some notes right there. So first off you have a no-till, uh, 
system for the most part across all your acres. And you're in western side of West Central Tennessee. You said soil types. I don't think soil type. It's more system is probably the issue, right? Because of the okay. So we have a silt on soil, so it has quite a bit of sand content. And I don't know if that's what's causing more of the wear on the knives, but just making the the knives work as long as they're supposed to, we, we're not able to do in our in our soil type. Yeah. So the sand. That's an interesting thing. So sand is more abrasive, like sandpaper. So sand might be wearing out your knives more versus if you were in a, you know, a clay loam or silt loam or something like that. So that's an interesting uh, subject that most people probably hadn't thought of or a reason. But as you say, having to replace them. So it was kind of like, you know, we used to farm in the rocks when I was a kid. We farmed ground that nobody else wanted, which is why we had it, because we didn't, we didn't come from a well-off background. We had to replace the shoes on our cultivators a lot more because they get the hell broke, you know, broken up and beaten up. So it's kind of the same thing. But that's not the biggest reason. You obviously did it because it didn't work or it didn't work. It didn't it didn't perform for you. And it was more about the no-till system. It's not about replacing the the knives. It just didn't fit our farming practice is the biggest thing. And years ago, we were dribbling on top of the ground. Two by two, two by two by two came out. So we kind of picked up on that and we thought, man, that's going to work. And it, the concepts there... I think parts of the country, it works perfect. But for us, it's, it's just a hard thing to make work where we are. So you talk about being no-till. I mean, our guys do no-till and they make it work. But did you, is it that with the no-till system, do those knives end up not cutting through the debris and you ended up getting more trash? Or is it is it a litter issue? I, I think it's the uh, having to pull the, the knives just through a, a, a no-till soil that hadn't been disturbed, just the friction that that causes. And then maybe because it's our silt long is what's just being so abrasive. But also we were running into issues even throughout the day, the holes on the knives were getting stopped up with dirt, you know, just how our dirt would flow back into them. It, it was just a tough situation. And like I said, we ran them for four years and uh, you know, they're about 70, $80 a knife. You have two on each row. It, it's really not about the money, but, you, you would like to run them a whole year before you had to work on the planter again. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And then the person that's listening, we don't go around bragging about how many acres we farm. A lot of guys like to do that at the coffee shop. But for the person listening that's wondering if this system maybe is going to be a challenge for them, you're putting that across. You farm about 5,000 acres. So it's safe to say that 24-row planter, um, you're doing this only on corn acres, so 2,500 acres? Yeah, well, we're running about 4,000 acres of corn right now. Okay, so we, we farm a little more than five thousand acres. Okay, so about four thousand acres of corn. So you couldn't even get through a full planting season until the shoes or the I'm sorry, the knives were already worn out. That that's right, and that's kind of they were like we we'll swap them left and right to try that to wear on the opposite sides of the knives. But you know, when you plant for a week and you got to start working on the planter, you know that the disc openers is the only thing in my opinion that should be wearing, and they can make it all year in our soil. Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously your time gets pretty valuable unless you get a big rain delay. Uh, it's it's go time, it's go time, and if you gotta, you know, wrench out the shoot. So that makes a lot of sense to me. What about um, about the loss of efficiency? I mean, if it works or when it worked, it put the stuff exactly where you need it, and you're mostly putting fertility through the two by two, right? That's right. That's right. So, We've done a little bit of fungicide work through the two by two, but ninety percent of it's always going to be fertility. Okay, so let's say 90% fertility, maybe a fungicide. I know we had a, uh, we used FMC's product and uh, it worked best in the two by two situations, I way it was. What about now 
going back to the way you're going to do it, you're not going to have that stuff exactly where it needs to be. And we talk a lot about the precision, putting stuff exactly where it needs to be, right place, right time, right uh, product, right. What's the other R? I can't remember, but you're missing out on the, on the right place. Yeah. And I, and I know I'm giving up something there, but the, uh, the, the speed we're able to plant and not having to work on the planters, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like I said, we're going to go back to a dribble system probably, which is not what you want. You know, phosphorus is what we're all trying to pretty much knife in our area, most parts of the United States, which what you're trying to do is, is put your phosphorus in the root zone. But at the end of the day, it, it's just tough. You know, we were putting 12 gallons of 11370 and, 12 gallons of uh, 28% and then some boron and some other micronutrients. We were running about 28 gallons, two by two is what we were running when we were doing it. And, and, you know, we had the tanks on there. We could do 40 acre loads, 35 acre loads, depending on what we're wanting to do. So we could go a pretty good long period of time without having to fill up. And so we had everything worked out. Just, just making the, the system work is what we were having a hard time with. So Yeah. So do you think you'll, do you think you'll sacrifice yield by not getting the fertility or maybe even the fungicide exactly where it needs to be at the right time of planting? Well, we're going to try to use some biologicals and some uh, phosphorus solubilizers to try to free up the phosphorus and to help us throughout this year and hopefully come up with a better game plan. We still have an eight row planter that we use for research on our farm that still has two by two on it. And we're going to be able to mount some other things on it. We're going to try to get like a four row, four row comparison on that eight row stuff like that to try to try to see what's going to work best for us. Wait a minute. You can't, you have an eight row planner, which is, is sounds, sounds old school nowadays. (laughs) And you use that for experimentation. So like how many acres of, is that like if we're doing a trial or a plot or something like that, that's what you're doing. Uh, Just on my farm here, that planter will probably plant, 125 to 150 acres but we take that same tractor and planter and we go to two or three different farms in the same planting season doing the same trials to try to get uh see what it if it worked best in alabama or mississippi or tennessee because sometimes i get a huge response and somebody in alabama say well i didn't get that so we're trying to kind of figure out what products are causing those response and so that's what we've been doing i guess the last three years we've had that planter set up it's a fully precision planting planter and it has the two by two on it the end first so we can take individual products out or put them back in so that's kind of how i still see what's working and that's kind of what's leading me down this road is some of the stuff we've seen in the past and what we think we can still do without two by two are you saying then that based on the the four years of running it on the 24 row planters and then now with your experimentation you're thinking you're not done with two by two you think you don't have the right style of a two by two system I think so. You know, a lot of people talk about strip till. For us, our soil is so erodible, such a highly erodible soil. Strip till is really not an option because even when we rip ground, we have issues with erosion on hills and stuff where we're ripping the ground. So I've got to figure out how to make something like this work, which two by two wasn't causing an erosion issue, wasn't causing this. It's just the plantability issue is what I'm trying to work through. And I mean, you know, our planter would have 100% downforce trying to push two knives and two disc openers on each row. So that planter is doing all it can. And I know that's causing me some issues with variability in my planting too, when that planter is just maxed out with downforce yeah. and it's still not getting enough. Well, you also then talked about it was enough drag that you actually had to upsize your tractor. Yeah, yeah. So the first year we put it on, that if we were going up a, uh, an incline, we could get down to 
two, three miles per hour at best. And these, you know, these tractors and planters are designed to run seven, eight, nine, ten 10 miles per hour. But for us, if we're running all that top system on it, it, it really wasn't working for us. Hey, that's great. We're going to talk more about the two by two and or the reasons you might have to take it off of your planter. But before we do that, I want to ask you this. Can you afford to waste your fertilizer investment? Well, of course you can't. You're a farmer. You're out here trying to make the right decisions. You're trying to make sure that you produce a great crop using the right amount of nutrients and no more than you actually need. But if you are not utilizing fertility that you've already applied, you're wasting your money. Innovative biocatalyst products from Agerson, available exclusively from Nutrient Ag Solutions, can help your cause. By making nutrients more available to your crop, they help you get more bang for your fertility buck. The point is you probably have fertility that's being untapped in your fields or maybe even in your crop residue that you could be utilizing to produce bigger yields at very little cost to you because why? The fertility is already there. Contact your local Nutrient Ag Solutions crop consultant to learn more. All right, now back to our man, Johnny. So the person that's listening to this is going to say, okay, I don't even... I don't even have two by two. Now I'm wondering whether I should. And you're probably going to say, well, you know, you can do like I did, get you uh, an eight row planter and experiment with it. And they might say, listen, I only farm 1500 acres. I only have a 12 row planter as it is. Your answer to them is going to be what? Try yeah. it and then take it off. What would you say how much the cost was per row? Uh, it's probably for, the system I have is probably north of, uh, just for the knives and stuff, probably north of a thousand dollars a row new. So it's, it's very expensive, but that's what I'm saying. Every, just because you see it on YouTube or see it on Facebook doesn't mean it's going to work exactly like that on your farm because, you know, Chad's been running a strip till rig south of me. He's got sandy soils too, but it works where he is. But where we are, it just doesn't work the same. We want it. I would love for strip till to work. I believe in it. I love for the two by two to work. I just got to find the system that's going to work best. And then I've been talking to Temple on different ones and he was talking about how he was dribbling. And I was like, well, we were dribbling a few years ago and everyone thought you needed to go in and he's making it work on his ground. So I'm going to try to figure out what he's doing and see if I can replicate it on mine because horsepower won't be an issue dribbling again. There's no wear issue. It'll last the lifetime of the planter. So, agronomic question you're dribbling that fertility on on top of the ground which obviously means horsepower is not gonna be a problem you're not trying to drag these things that get plugged up with the debris and all that then don't you need a you need a little moisture to put that dribbled on product where it needs to be um let's all of a sudden you get a big old two inch rain do you lose the fertility or is it do you think it still gets it where I, it needs to be i think it's still where it needs to be i mean for the most part usually we get rainfall over a day event not two inches in 30 minutes or anything like that so most of the time it's going to be tied up in the residue stuff like that's going to be pushed down your your nitrogens and stuff like that you know they're going to go in the soil a lot easier than your phosphorus at least penetrate the soil easier than the phosphorus so there's a lot of products you can use but phosphorus is probably the, the one limiting thing as far as dribbling that's going to cause me some issues trying to figure out how to get it in i'm not going to say next year i don't have a new brand of two by two that's actually knifing it in. It's just huh. one I was using was not for my soil was not the best fit. So, yeah. So the takeaway here is if I've got sand and slope um, and no-till, um, I might not, I, I need to be more discerning or experiment more or just kind of hold off as kind of what I'm hearing. 
Um, you're not certainly opposed to it. You like the concept, the idea, and the ideal <laughs> is there. It's just that it didn't quite work out, and you gave it a fair shake. You gave it four years. Um, and, and it wasn't that it didn't work agronomically. That's it right. Worked, it, it, the result. The agronomics result. was there. That's right. The placement was there. Everything I wanted was there. Just the, the easeability and the uh, headaches on the employees trying to plant. Kind of I had to relieve some of that. And so what we did, we took that off with the pump and the tanks and the rate controllers that are on every row because we had it on every row. We put a spray tip on the back of the planter and now we spray our herbicide right behind the planter. So I took that pass out with the sprayer. So I eliminated a pass with the sprayer and going to do that with the planter. And then probably some of my uh, fertilize, I'm going to do a liquid form of fertilize. I'm just going to band it down the road with my sprayer. So I just rearranged what I'm doing. I left everything on the planter I could and just used it for another, you know, another option. Okay. So that's the other thing. So then the, 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 you've got what you're not doing if you're dribbling, but also some of it's going to come out. Some of the stuff's going to come out in the same mix as your herbicide. That's, that's right. So like we're, we put herbicides back in the tanks now and we're turning around and spraying right behind the planter. So we eliminated a pass with the sprayer. So we, yeah. we basically just changed some stuff around. My sprayers are actually going to be doing banding my fertilized down the road is what I'm going to try to do. Okay. So everything that you were putting out, when you say dribble, it's actually going to go out in a, in a spray form uh, with, with a herbicide mix. So it's going, it's broadcast. Well, so no, the herbicide is separate. The herbicide is being broadcast behind the planter, just like a normal sprayer would. But yep. now that my sprayers are not having to do the herbicide, I've got uh, dribble bars on that are actually going to dribble the fertilized, kind of just like it would on a planter. I okay. kind of reversed the roles, and it basically just gave me some more time. You know, we do a one-pass deal on our corn herbicide, so right at the planting, we spray right behind the planter. So we're able to do that with the planter now instead of the sprayer. Yep. So we just kind of uh, changed up our operational and you're and what you're saying there is you also are using johnny the all the same product i mean you're still you're using they're still good so you didn't you didn't have to take something away you just took out how it went in the ground that's right that's right and then when you you dip your toe back into using the two by two system moving forward what's it you're you're going to um well, maybe we'll find a company to work with to let you experiment. And their whole pitch would be it won't wear out in sandy soil and it won't get plugged up. I mean, that's the two things you're looking for, right? That, that's right. That's right. You just got to have easeability and have operator where the operators on the tractors are not having to work on the planters all the time and adjust on them and, you know, keep everything tweaked. It, it was just making it where every time we came in to fill up, we were having to do something. Yeah. You just fill up and relax. You were having to work on your planter while you were filling up for five minutes. So, we just kind of changed up and we're just going to go a different way this year. Like I said, I still got the two by two on the plot planner. If I see something in there that really shines and makes me feel good, I may try that with dribble. If I can get the same results, then, then we're still good to go. Yeah. And it sounds like this is going to work and you're going to, you're going to be, you'll be planting faster and you don't need to horsepower up and go and trade out tractors to get bigger tractors. There's a lot of winds. And then I'll ask you again, do you, your anticipation do you think this changes yield? I mean, we know the weather and everything else plays into it. You're convinced that you're not going to lose well, anything. I, I think the way I'm going to do it, my yields probably will not be hurt at all. Right. I do believe that deep banding fertilizing and all that works, and that's what you need to do. But for where we are, where we're located, that's a very hard thing to do. 
I knew where I'll leave it right there. His name is Johnny Varell. He's an affiliate with Extreme Maggie's in West Central Tennessee. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm going to get there possibly this summer and um, and, and do some taping of uh, stuff that's going on there, if you'll have me, but you don't know. Um, anyway, talking about uh, a system that I think it's important because a lot of times we're telling our listeners and our members, hey, here's this new thing you got to try. Here's a new thing you got to do because we tried it. And now we're talking about here's something that was well executed over thousands of acres for four years. And I'm telling you, maybe it's time to pull back on that. So there's probably some folks right now that are uh, in your, in your same uh, camp, I would imagine. That's it. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Keep me posted. Keep me posted on anything else. Cause you're kind of now the uh, you're the, the test. You know what I mean? You're the, you're the control. You're everybody else is doing this and then you're going the other direction. So you're somewhere between the uh, contrarian and the. I, and I'm probably going to go back. I just got to find the system. I jumped into this one system on three planters without testing. And that's probably where I wish I'd have done a little bit more testing. Yeah. That's, that's, even that's, if I, even if I went to put the tanks on the planter and the pumps and plumbed it, do four rows with the knives with nothing and just see how long they last before I'd have outfitted all of it. I, I wish I'd have done that a little bit different. And I mean, I, I haven't found a brand that I really like better either. So that's the problem. Like the one I had, I probably wouldn't go back with, but I haven't found the ones that's what I'm going to do next. That's what I'm waiting on is to find something that's going to work. And like I said, talking to some of the guys at extreme ag, they're back to dribbling on top. You know, they might not be putting their phosphorus dribbling. They might be, I don't know, but I'm just saying like they're back to dribbling some of our and getting great. I mean, I think everyone can say Temple's doing a pretty good job with soybeans. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's cool. So, uh, and this is only an issue on corn. The two by two is only an issue on corn. You don't two by two on soybeans anyway. Right? I was two by two in soybeans also. And we were putting potash down. Uh, nature's potash is what I ran last year. And, and I had really no issue. The, the potash works great, right? But yep. the knives, you come in to fill up, and it, it was just – So I, just you, got, I can't ask my employees to, to work hard all day on the same thing over and over that could be prevented. So that's kind of where I – and I drive a planter myself, so I know the feeling. I just yep. – I can't fuss about it. it you know the story. You, you, know, yep. you got to fix some things. So by the way, so on the planter uh, for the soybean, it was the same issue. I mean, it's 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 the same issue. You still had some plugging. You still had the downforce issue. You still had the wearing out of the knives. So it's all the same thing. It didn't matter from crop to crop. And you got to look at the longevity of the planter. If I could be planting without it and running 150, 200 pounds of downforce, or I'm planting with the knives and I'm running 650 basically all the way across the planter to get it in the ground, you can't tell me that's good on the actual planter itself either. So, yeah, it's my, or, not good on the, the diesel fuel, the def, yeah. <laughs> all this sucking it out. Yeah, right. You're, yeah, you're, you're burning a lot more resources, not to mention possibly compaction when you're pushing that oh, much down, right? Yeah, you're trying. That's right. Yeah. So. All right. We're going to stay tuned. And what we're going to do is we're going to revisit this subject come harvest time when a combine runs. And of all the things we're going to be looking for, all the different products and what you know, your observations, where we're going to say, do you think there's any difference? from going from four years of using the two by two to the year without it. So we're going to revisit this come October when you're September, when you're done with all this, does that work? Sounds good. All right. His name is Johnny Burrell. Feel it for extreme ag. My name is Damon Mason. Thank you for being here. This is extreme ags cutting the curve. That's a wrap for this episode of extreme ags cutting the curve, but there is plenty more available by visiting extremeag.farm for over 50 years. Farmers have turned to the proven lineup of crop inputs offered by Loveland Products. 
from seed treatments, plant nutrition, adjuvant, and crop protection products. Loveland has the complete lineup to keep your farming operation productive and most importantly, profitable. Check out lovelandproducts.com to learn more.